we've uh, actually the one up. Uh, we're pushing uh, half a billion uh, right now in uh, mortgage and real estate transactions, which is uh, uh, very cool. Uh, I, I wish that I could say that once upon a time that it was my, you know, uh, it wasn't. It was a career that kind of found me. And uh, I'm happy it did because uh, what I have is the result of, uh, of this, uh, this journey. And also with us, Clint Saralian. Clint, it's, uh, it's a different man. It's, uh, you know, he cost <laughs> me a deal of 4.4 million. <laughs> That's how we got along together. He was a real estate uh, broker and we met on a, on a field, but Clint, We'll tell you the truth, even if it's costing his commission. <laughs> this is the kind of man Clint is. And um, he's also the president of Coel Banker. And also he has his own agency in Florida. Clint, would you like to introduce yourself better than I just did? <laughs> no problem. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Black, for having me today. Uh, thank you for everyone for joining us today. Uh, I'm presently in Florida right now, uh, but I have uh, an office in Montreal. I'm the president of Cobalt Banker Commercial uh, Quebec. Uh, we have uh, 25 brokers, mostly commercial real estate, which is industrial retail office. We do leasing and selling. And uh, across uh, the years, I've been doing this for 15 years, and uh, I met uh, Dr. Back, and we had a great experience together. And he asked me to join him today. And uh, I could tell you. Uh, both uh, perspectives from the U.S. and Canadian side because I follow the news uh, constantly on what's happening on both sides of the border and I could give you some insight from this perspective uh, also the Canadian perspective on commercial real estate. Thank you. So, so you know, I'm still pissed, huh? <laughs> still pissed. But, but uh, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the economy, hopefully, if I'm correct. You're going to get a good deal pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Harry, uh, let's just remind ourselves that this is all for the public. So we send Maya and the other people joining in. Uh, it's, it's more out. We're going to, they're going to have a peek of what the kind of machine we have in private. Um, yes. I said president confinement, but let's true the president thing. Let's just be men and friends. Yes. So I'll be. Human being. Uh, for those who don't, who don't know me, uh, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Dr. Back. I am all out there. Uh, since this crisis began, I have to reinvent myself. So from a dentist, I became a host or whatever you call me. And then now I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, with this, without further ado, I would like to start with Terry. My first question to you is, are you scared? Every single buy without fail and um you know one of the um, one of the hallmarks or one of the you know the things that people need to realize is that fear is within us all the difference is whether or not you're going to actually be able to take action in spite of that fear so every day i wake up every day is something new i wait and i see what lego has to say and what uh, trudeau has to say and, um, you know, obviously there's fear, but we still have to take action and we have, you know, over 16,000 clients that we need to take care of right now. And uh, we have our brokers that we need to take care of. So regardless of how I feel, I still have to get up, show up and do what I have to do and take action. 
a lot of people counting on you. When you say a lot of people, you mean all the 16,000 people? Uh, all the clients and all the uh, brokers, absolutely, yeah. Clint, how about you? Are you scared? Yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, Terry. It's exactly what uh, what he just said. What he just said. Uh, I'm in the same situation. Got brokers. I got a family to take care of, and every day uh, we wake up and we want to make sure that things go smoothly. We watch the news. We're at the mercy of their politicians' decisions, but we try to make the best decisions for ourselves as well and for our team, our families, and. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we know that it's going to pass by. The question is when. Uh, we got to make the most of it every single day and and uh, you know, keep on doing what we're doing and uh, stay the course. Agreed. Absolutely. But uh, I have to, to ask, because uh, I had a few interviews lately and the people who came in, you look like you enjoy yourself and you're not scared. And I don't know about you guys, but being scared, it's, it's nothing that we use to, to be, right, as president, it's like you just chew it and you just spit it out and that will be it, right? I think, um, I, I think that a lot of people uh, out there, and when I, when I talk about a lot of people, I'm talking about the average human being. You know, the average human being has never gotten into a our, our generation today is not the same generation that existed once upon a time ago, right? So no one has gotten into fights. Nobody has, you know, uh, when they get an adrenaline rush because of fear or because of anything else, they take it as something that they need to retreat into themselves. But what is fear? Fear is there to guide us and it's there to counsel us, right? And you can take the fear and you can use it as a motivator or you can take the fear and use it as something that's going to basically make you crawl into a little ball and hide under your bed sheets, right? So, and I'm not saying that I don't have those days where I just want to crawl into, you know, my bed and not get up in the morning and, you know, just, just hide away. Everyone has that. We, I wouldn't be human if I didn't have it, but you need to be able to take that fear and, harness it and then by taking that fear and harnessing it then you're going to actually be able to uh use its energy to be able to do more things better and improve yourself can you like to add something to this yeah well he's a uh, completely true uh what uh, what terry's saying uh, basically uh, every day is a struggle every day we gotta you know be there for our team for our families and, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, this is a temporary thing and it's something that we're not used to. And it's something that we have to basically live it, live through it to, be, to make us stronger. And God forbid, if it ever happens again next time, but uh, this is an experience that we're all gonna live and, uh, you know, uh, learn from and, uh, yeah. and go forward. Personally, I, if I'm going through the same question, I will just tell you that I try to keep myself busy so I don't have time to fear anything. This is really what I've done for the last few weeks and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm just exhausted. Yeah. But maybe that's why I'm still all over the map. Um, <laughs> so that's why we have all these amazing podcasts we're doing now, right? <laughs> we have time for these podcasts too. Usually in a regular work week, 
it's very rare, uh, you know, we could sit down and take the time like this. <laughs> but uh, we're making the most of it, you know, we'll make the best of it. I did everything. I did my podcast, I did my books, I'm doing now videos, <laughs> I'm learning how Zoom is working. You know that a week ago, I didn't know what Zoom was. <laughs> so Zoom is very popular today these days. <laughs> Terrible. Actually, it was one of the best investments you could do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just saw their stocks is really going Very up. True. <laughs> you saw them or you bought them? <laughs> I didn't buy them. I didn't buy it, but I I should have bought it when the crisis started. But <laughs> anyway, that's another story. So this will lead me to my second question: How do you guys uh, honestly taking the fact that you are now in confinement for being so active usually? How is it on your on yourself personally? Clint, you wanna you wanna start? Go for it. I'll, I'll answer this one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so basically, um, personally, it has uh, made me um, uh, I have to say like a closer dad. You know, I have three kids, and I don't see them that much because they're all busy with their lives. They got their their school, and then they have their activities after school. So personally, I feel like I've, I bonded more. Uh, like today is uh, my son's birthday, my second child, and it's very rare for him and I to be during the day together. Usually we spend uh, like uh, in the evening a birthday cake, whatever, but we're together for the whole day. And that really is something to cherish because it might not ever happen again. You know, like maybe it's a once in a lifetime opportunity that we're together. So personally, I feel like family's gotten together and uh, it made us stronger too, uh, tighter bond, tighter um, uh, relationships and uh, and that also can help us in our in our business and our uh, careers Ken sir uh, Ken sorry Terry <laughs> um, so how am I taking it I mean it was it was an adjustment that's for sure you know I'm the type of person I'm used to getting up in the morning going to the office you know seeing my staff seeing the people around me um, but I do see it as blessed. I mean, I do get to spend a lot more time with my family, um, with the kids, with my wife, um, which is, is very valuable. And it's something that we don't do. And I'm the type of person that when I'm at the office, you know, I'm going to get in there at eight o'clock in the morning and I don't leave before, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night. So I miss lunches with the family and it becomes very difficult. Um, but this has forced me to be able to have lunch with the kids and have dinner with my, uh, with my family, which is, is a blessing and I thank it. But I think more importantly, you know, how do I get by, you know, on a daily basis? How have I changed my routine? Well, the routine is kind of a thing. So if you look around, like I'm, I'm actually in my home office right now where most people, you know, these days are kind of building, you know, man caves and they're building stuff like that. I just built a home office um, with, it's my study. I have my books here. I have everything that I need to, to work functionally. Uh, it's my war room, if you will. So I can continue operating normally as I would being at the office, whether I'm in this environment, I mean, it's the same. The only difference is obviously I'm not seeing my staff face to face, which is a challenge, uh, but that's what, uh, you know, my uh, Zoom and WebEx meetings are all about. And, you know, we just had one this morning where 
all the brokers and all the uh, staff kind of got on board the call and you know we kind of did some market updates saw how things are going and uh it's business as usual we're just not face to face and this you think yeah. is pretty well <laughs> you want to add something Clint? yeah i want to add yeah it's exactly what terry said uh uh, we do that the same thing with our with our team. We get together. Uh, we did one last week actually. It wasn't uh, easy getting 20, 25 people on Zoom, but uh, you know uh, we managed. And uh, ironically, we had more people uh, joining us through meet for this meeting than when we have the meetings in person. We have less people yeah. in person than when we had this. Uh, so because everybody's busy and they, they cannot necessarily come to the office, but in this case, everybody could get, log on from wherever they are and, and join in. So it's kind of this way. You, you know, Clint, I'm going to say something, and I know that this is going to turn around and it's going to bite me in the butt, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, I share the same thing, right? Because it's always very difficult to uh, get, um, uh, you know, real estate brokers and mortgage brokers together for meetings. Uh, we've seen the same thing where, you know, the online meetings are, are actually giving us better results where we have pretty much everyone that's logging in. But I kind of say, you know, getting realtors and mortgage brokers together, it's like trying to herd cats. You know, it's very, seems like the web meetings are working. So I think that even as we get past this, I think that that's where we're going to continue. Our company has evolved now to that point where they're going to be uh, web meetings. Yeah, and in general, uh, our whole industry is changing. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but the notaries are able to do transactions now electronically. So this yeah. is going to really revolutionize our industry. Like uh, people won't even have to come to, to Quebec or Canada to do the transaction. They could buy a building, a property from anywhere in the world, and without physically, you know, <laughs> leaving their living room. Exactly. So that's going to change really the the business. It could even, you know, what I always say: out of every bad thing or every door that closes something good comes out of it maybe something good is good is going to come out of the this disease and uh, maybe uh, it's going to make the business become easier in some ways like like this with the with the notaries and the group meetings and who knows what else i envy you guys absolutely the light from your perspective seems way broad brighter than the one in the dental field in the dental field, we are looking at coming back with half-empty schedule, and also we will have to invest heavily to get to the new norm now. Because with with the COVID, uh, the way that our session was set up, it might not be as safe as we thought it was. So we have no clue what we're gonna step back into, and people from all over the world are talking about, yeah, it's gonna be challenging. Because now that we just like anybody, we're losing a lot of money through this crisis. And now we have, we'll have to reinvest uh, on norms that haven't been standardized yet. It's like, a, it's going to be a, a puzzle for sure. <laughs> but Bach, you know, you, you said something that, you know, we're, you're going to be coming back to an empty schedule. But, you know, your industry is probably more in demand. Everyone needs a dentist. Every single person out there needs a dentist. Not everyone needs a real estate broker. Not everyone needs a you know, so at the end of the day, your industry, you could very easily build up your pipeline 
for the return. You know, you know approximately when things are supposed to get back. So why not have the assistants making the calls to schedule appointments to fill up the pipeline for when your business reopens? I know that I need to come and see you. I have a broken tooth. <laughs> I told you. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it was that easy because mainly the thing is, you know, that we are uh, kind of receiving orders from the, the, the government and also from our order. So mainly yeah. you have people come in and then they're going to just have a letter saying that, okay, now we have to change this and this. The whole thing will be just to be redo again. And this is what we've been through for the first two weeks of this crisis. You know, that we will be shut mm. down two weeks before everybody else. And people were just improvising. And it's kind of hard to, you know, that I think we have at least, what, 600 uh, or, or plus appointments a week at MDEX just to reschedule everybody twice took us three days. Mm. <laughs> right. But I'm not complaining, you know, this, this is a reality. I'm trying to fix this with my industry and I still have three weeks to go. So this is the good part. But no, what is hard for me, it's I married a strong woman. She's also my business partner, but and usually the way it works is at the office, I'm the boss. At home, she's the boss. Now, home is the office. So uh, I'm, I'm starting to, to get squeezed a little bit. Uh, I know I have a big house, so at least I still have my, my space to, uh, to re retreat to. But I wanted to know, Terry, you, you have the exact same situation. You're the president, but your beautiful wife is the one controlling most of the things behind, but now she's under control all the time. And Clint, I'm pretty sure that you're laughing, but there's something behind that smile. Yes. I know yes. this is going to be hot water, but can you please share? You know, behind every successful man, there's a woman with a whip. Okay, <laughs> remember that. So uh, my wife, uh, yes, you're right. She's, she's actually the one that handles uh, all the op uh, operations of the, uh, of, of the company. Uh, I, I've always said, I'm just there. I'm just a pretty face. You know, she's the brains. What, uh, wasn't it in the, in the movie, the big fat Greek wedding, she said the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, for me, you know, we've, my wife and I, we have had the, um, we, we, we've, we've had privilege, if you will, where we respect each other's space in the sense that even when we're in the office together, she does her thing, I do my thing, you know, and our two sides rarely come at home. At the beginning, it was a little bit of a challenge, but, uh, you know, she calls, you know, where I'm at right now in my, my house, my, my study, she calls it my apartment. You know, I have, I have a bathroom here. I have, you know, everything that I need. So I don't leave my little apartment here right and she's upstairs in her apartment and she's doing her thing so the only time that we actually see each other is for lunch and for dinner and then you know the like it would normally be so it's kind of uh it, it's, it's your bachelor kind of cool i mean we've uh, we've managed <laughs> to separate, <laughs> yeah exactly we've managed to separate the space I even have a door that leads to the outside from uh, outside the direct access my office. Direct access. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Clint, what about you? Uh, thank, thank God for my wife. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do half what work and everything. 
And, uh, you know, we have it rough, you know, with, with clients and, and uh, employees and, and, uh, and colleagues, but I don't think it's half of what, what they go through. Like, uh, it's really tough. And, uh, and uh, thank God that she's, she's around and she helps me uh, complete, complete our life and, uh, and we could move uh, together. So, uh, yeah, basically, the women are, are a very key factor in our lives. And if they wouldn't be around, it would be very difficult to continue on our own. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if I'm going to ask uh, an advice out of this, because we know we have a, a problem here with the women and men in the public. But if you would like to say something to the women listening to us, and they will, might have to deal with that kind of situation at home with the boyfriend or husband, what will you tell them? to get out of this crisis uh, ahead. <laughs> well, oh, uh, I, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> to, give, to give advice to a woman? Come on. I, all I could say, I, I, I admire her, especially if they're working full time and they have a career <laughs> and managing the children and uh, yeah. husband. It's unbelievable. Like, uh, <laughs> doing is, uh, something special like uh, us you know as men we 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 have challenges but you know taking care of the business and the children at the same time that's really something you know uh that deserves merit and uh i congratulate you guys for for doing both wow thank you it's touching uh, i have to jump in the water i, I have to, to to say it uh online um, you, you all saw me reinvent myself in the last three weeks. I'm all out there. I'm different. Uh, I'm doing a lot of new show show and also a new kind of pack to, uh, to just run the business. But there's nothing of this that can, have been, can be done if it wasn't from Trani keeping things smoothly in the back. And I see smoothly. It's not smoothly at all. She spent her day on the phone telling people uh, how we're going to do, how uh, to negotiate uh, the payments of different, um, the different partners. It's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. And I have to say, just before this crisis, she had a major back surgery and she was on morphine, but she was dealing on, <laughs> on the phone with banks. So um, I know she's the boss and I, thank God she's the boss. <laughs> thank God. Amen. I, I share the same thing. Uh, you know, my, my wife has been doing the same thing. You know, she takes care of the kids. She takes care of me. She takes care of the business. And uh, truth be told, uh, um, you know, I take my hat off to, uh, to all, the, uh, all the, the, the working mothers out there because uh, it's very tough. It's very, very tough uh, what they're doing. And uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of respect I, I, I give to women for that. So to all the women listening to us and all of those who will, thank you. We have all our gratitude and we won't be where we are without you. <laughs> Absolutely. So this brought me to the fact, isn't that hard to stay at home and we, we, we all look fine and we're laughing. If you have the choice to stay home on this new uh, business wave or to go back to the office, what will you do? And be careful, it is recorded. <laughs> Clint, go for it, man. Well, uh, okay. Personally, I have a pretty uh, 
particular lifestyle. It's not not like everybody else, uh, but I, I could just give you an insight how I work. Uh, it's been a it's been a couple of uh, years now. I'm in Florida, but I manage the company from here in Montreal. I uh, fly in on a regular basis, and uh, but most of the stuff I manage from at a distance. So for me, it's not really such a shocker like working like this, but I'm happy that other people by with this uh, situation they're being forced to work like this too, and they get to see how it is to work like this and people are liking working like this too so i think the the trend is going to be more and more working at a distance uh, but that human factor is always important that face-to-face -face is always important but uh, needless to say but I don't, uh, it's not going to be exactly the way it was before you know uh even when people i think they're going to be very careful about their uh, physical, uh, you know, gestures, like even a handshake is going to be a big deal going forward. Uh, getting a hug from somebody is going to be priceless. Uh, and, and giving and getting a kiss, forget about it. Uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to, the business world is going to change completely. So, uh, but uh, working remotely, um, you know, it's, it's, it's doable. Like I've sold many, many, many buildings uh, in Montreal from Florida and don't ask me how I do it I could write a book on how I do it but I do it <laughs> I get it done so that being said I don't think you need to be there physically to do your job but it's always better when you have that uh, human interaction but uh, more and more the way technology is going and the way uh, this 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 virus is going to bring the world in terms of doing business it's going to be like that and people are going to have no choice but to work remotely and electronically. So Terry, you have anything to add? Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm the guy that uh, loves to people and kiss people and, uh, you know, uh, anything that uh, it, I'm, I'm very European in that yeah. sense and all my clients and all my staff and all the people that I know, you know, I, I give big bear hugs to people so because it had changed even before, you know, we went into confinement where, you know, we had to do some, you know, social distancing from before we even, you know, had to close the office down physically. Um, moving forward, I think that um, for me personally, I need to have the face-to-face -face contact with my clients. Uh, what I do is uh, very particular in the sense that there is a very in-depth financial planning that we do when we set up uh, mortgages, when we do uh, real estate transactions for people. You know, the average type of mortgage, the average type of purchase, yes, absolutely, we can do it remotely. Um, but for the most part, I like to have that interaction. I like to have the face-to-face -face contact. And it's something that's shared across the board from uh, all of us. For me personally, have I done transactions remotely? Absolutely. The last three weeks, that's all I've been doing. And I've probably processed more mortgages over the last three weeks than I have processed in, in a while. You know, uh, there was one day where I did about nine deals in one day, which is absolutely unheard of uh, to, be, uh, to be doing that many transactions in, in a day. Did I like doing them remotely like that? Absolutely not. 
I don't like it. I like the interaction. I like to meet with people. I like to hug you. I want to kiss you. And uh, that's just... Uh... You know, I'm looking at your face right now. Huh? <laughs> But uh, on, on this... Here, you're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> just like you, Terry, I'm a hugger. I'm a kisser. And I miss that interaction. And through what Clint said, I know this, this wisdom there because a lot of people will just keep the distance. Yeah. But I think it's just sad. It is sad that this virus yeah. will rewrite our behavior and we went such a long way from hating each other into hugging each other. And I hope that there's something that can be made about this. Yeah. But just like you guys, uh, for the last, I'm a dentist, so I'm stuck being a dentist uh, and I haven't do anything yet. But as a businessman, uh, the deals are coming down because people are looking to, for, for people that are active to, to just build the business on and people were never as open as today and i zoom was a fantastic uh tool for me to connect with people from a distance and it's just like we just sit in front of each other and since it's so casual it's easy but i miss that hug i miss that handshake it's like i don't know something's missing yeah i don't know how how it's gonna be i know you you know i'll, I'll tell you something i was uh you know i give conference is three to four times a year and uh one of the last ones i did before this whole crisis happened was in january i was in uh, niagara falls and you know i'm the type of person again i like to hug i like to kiss i like to you know be uh, very uh, affectionate and in your space and uh, on two separate occasions there was people from ontario that were kind of like I felt from them this resistance, you know, which I don't feel here and I don't normally feel. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. It's people like you and I, Buck, we're going to have to basically change and adapt to become more unsociable in that respect, you know, <laughs> which is sad, you know, because it's, it's changing the way that we are. It's changing, uh, you know, what makes us, uh, us. And, you know, just to, you know, I think one of the first times that you and I met, I think we, we gave each other big bear hugs, you know, in like the first two minutes, it wasn't a handshake. It was a hug. So that's the way I am. Clint, next time you see me, expect a hug. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a hug too. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. So if, if you go through history, Usually fear will lead to intolerance. So fear leads to yeah. intolerance and from intolerance, it's, there's no way back. So I'm just throwing the question out there, but we have to do something to get over this fear and to resume at least the connectivity and the social, the, the, the social that we had before. Because social distancing is the best way to keep everybody apart. And we had a problem until lately that everybody was looking more at the, screen, the phone screen They're looking at each other now it's going yeah. to be worse yeah i agree yeah so uh i just feel carry perel everywhere we go basically yeah. <laughs> we're going to shake someone's hand and put the perel after it it'll seem insulting at the beginning but then it'll be part of the norm <laughs> exactly exactly absolutely let's have a vaccine that every time we hug you transmit that vaccine <laughs> That'd be a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So if we're going back to the serious stuff, 
Um, three weeks ago, I wasn't sure what's, what was going and I was facing basically uh, the threat of bankruptcy because I was just in the middle of ex expansion. And when you stop the coming in of money, of income, it, it's hard to keep things afloat. And then the banks look at you with different pairs of glasses. But I'm not out of the water yet, but we will manage to find ways to just rebuild on it. And right now we still have the ears of our banks to even double down on our endeavor because of the new situation and we have to adapt pretty quickly. So my question to you is, when the last two or three weeks, what do you do to keep your team intact, to keep your goals intact, and to make 2020 maybe one of your best year ever? Clint, Clint do you want to start on that? Okay. Um, basically, um, uh, 2020, we, 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 we spoke about this and we said, don't expect much for 2020. Let's, let's uh, try to you know, ride the storm as, as long as we can and uh, let's work on 2021. And even though it seems a little far for now, but 2021 is around the corner. But uh, in our industry, things don't happen overnight anyways. We're used to it. Commercial real estate brokers, they know that any deal takes between six months to a year. So they won't feel packed of this virus and that within I would say the next three months to six months. Uh, people are still uh, contacting us for, um, for real estate, but not as much, obviously, and more uh, expansion plans or investment plans. Uh, and uh, the ones that are in leases or the ones that we've uh, served in the past, they're calling us now to speak with their landlord to, uh, you know, to help them out with the situation. And that's what, and that's what we are here for. You know, we don't just uh, do the transactions and they forget, but uh, partners were our clients. So when they go through a situation like this, uh, even though you know we, we don't uh, uh, make any money out of it, but we mm -hmm. just do it out of the goodness of our professionalism and our heart to help our clients get through this and speak with their landlords and see a situation how they could move on from this and how they could, uh, you know. Uh, on to the next uh, next opportunity so uh, uh, basically uh, we're gonna have to um, you know uh, like I said ride the storm for 2020 uh, and but on the flip side uh, there could be our eyes open for opportunities if if the market uh, doesn't do so well as, uh, as, 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 as we think so Honestly, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, and I have no crystal ball. I don't know exactly where it's going to go. It could be either way, because the government is, is helping, definitely is helping, and the banks are helping. But six months from now, when those mortgage uh, payments deferral is over, what's going to happen? You know, Right now, people are breathing. They have that break, right, Terry? But six months from now, what's going to happen when all that interest accrues and accumulates and people have to start paying them, right? So. Well, the the, inter the the deferrals are different for every bank. Um, it's not like their payment is gonna all of a sudden balloon up in six months. That's not what's happening. What happens is that that payment is going to be deferred to a later date and it's gonna be put at a later point in time. So until the term is up, which may be a year, two years, three years, we're not gonna see a change. And then at that point, I mean, most people 
people are just going to be able to go in, refinance, and uh, re-amortize those, uh, those deferred payments. So I don't really see a, a huge issue as far as that goes. And uh, spoke too soon uh, when they started talking about uh, mortgage deferrals because the banks were not ready for it. And the government opened their mouth and they said something like that. You know, this is not Italy. We're not in Europe where mortgages are on the books of the banks. Uh, mortgages in Canada and in the United States, uh, in North America actually as a whole, they're all based with mortgage-backed securities. So when you do a deferral, unfortunately, um, you're not paying interest into that mortgage. When you're not paying interest into that mortgage, the bank doesn't have the capital to be able to pay those mortgage-backed securities. And if they're not able to pay the mortgage-backed securities, it causes another problem. But that's a whole other discussion where, you know, um, we can get into. I, I think that the government treated this wrong. I don't think that the government did right by, by the Canadian people the way that they did things. But, um, you know, just for, you know, to, to kind of go back to what I kind of see, I'm going to give a very long-winded answer, and you guys have to forgive me. But uh, I got into the finance world in 1999. And when I got into it, I started working for Investors Group. And at Investors Group, there was, uh, at that point in time when I started, it didn't matter where I would place people's money. I could literally take the money and, I don't know, stick it in, close my eyes, throw a dart at a, at a board, and the money would just go up because that was the market. That's what the mutual funds that were doing. That's what the, you know, the tech sector was doing. And then all of a sudden we end up seeing uh, Microsoft goes, you know, in for antitrust, you know, they get, uh, uh, they go to court and we see this change occur in the market and we see the tech bubble starts to pop and it didn't matter where I would put people's money. The money would just drop. So I said, well, I missed the boat. Um, you know, the, the, the bubble popped, I, or I was losing sleep and I got out of it. Different companies. And then I got into mortgage brokerage in 2006. I got licensed as a real estate and mortgage broker. And it was great. You know, 2007 was a great year. The beginning of 2008 was a great year. And then we all know what happened in 2008 the world explodes, right? So when this ends up happening, I'm like, pardon me, I swear, guys. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm finding myself again in a situation where I started off really strong and now I'm hitting a wall because, you know, we had banks at that time that were uh, leaving the industry. Uh, we had uh, amortizations uh, changed from 40 years. They dropped them down to 35 years. People were able to get 100% financing changed that they changed how uh, people were buying investment properties they changed everything from A to Z so I panicked and I found myself and I said well do I get out or do I stay in the industry and I decided to stay in the industry and I basically doubled down I started advertising I started to expand my operations I started to let people know what I did and what I found was that people actually appreciated the fact that I was still there and I was still available for them, where a lot of people left the industry. And I've seen this time and time again over the years through different crises, through different government regulations that have occurred. And this is something much of the same, right? 
So what we're basically seeing right now is we're seeing another blip in the road, another uh, speed bump, if you will. And the ones that are not going to be able to hang on and stay the course and be able to guide and advise the public and advise their, their client base properly are going to leave. The ones like myself, like Clint, like everyone else that is actually able to do what needs to be done to take care of their clients, to educate their clients, not put fear in people. Because, you know, unfortunately, the media loves to push fear but actually lead with facts and lead with truth, then those are the ones that are actually going to be in the business for the long run and the ones that are going to actually be able to, um, you know, grow and prosper. And that's what I'm aiming for. And this is what I do. This is, you know, every day my goal is to reach out to new people and educate them about, you know, what's happening in the market. Um, my goals are still set, you know, there's no such thing as uh, all of a sudden we're changing paths, we're changing goals, we're, it's the same goals. Everything stays the same. We've just modified the approach. We've modified the daily habits, if you will, but everything is the same still. Thank you. Ted. Hopefully that answers your question, Buck. Absolutely. But since you took so much time, I won't be shy to take my time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like the fact that you talk about facts. And the facts are that in 2003, I started launching MDEX. And that was just right after the, uh, the tech bubble. Then 2008, I wasn't, pl I wasn't planning for that, but I was, I was expanding downtown. And we created the biggest dental group in downtown Montreal. Um, and then, you know, what happened, this it was the real estate crash in the United States. And it was hard. And now today, I'm still expanding. My company is getting to the next level. But it's one thing that is different today. It's 2003, 2008, we have to fight our way through because we were trying to expand when the market was collapsing. And the banks weren't that listening because they, they, they're just risk advert and they didn't want to take more risks and we have to convince them that we, we have something new. In today's world, funny is, the banks listen. I never had my banks so eager to hear what I have to say. And to those listeners, sure. because I know that we Sam, before we started, said, make me a millionaire. Um, if I have one thing to, to say out loud here, I might regret it, but <laughs> let's, be, let's be it. That, that's my help. with it. That's my hug to you. Don't go back to your banks asking the same thing. Because whatever you were asking before this crisis, and it might say yes or no, today, it's like it's, it's negligible. Go back in, give them a plan that will reach the moon, and say to them, that's a, it's either this or everything's gone. And uh, I right. haven't received the answer yet, but I can tell you that my business plan has been multiplied by six. And you know, like the kind of plans I'm, do, I'm working on. So the, the, yep. I'm, I'm saying to people here, it's the property is right now. It's the first time in history that we have a time to plan that everybody is listening and that nobody's fighting each other anymore. We might not hug, yeah. <laughs> but we're listening. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. 
when you know when you see the crowd going in a certain direction that's when you need to turn around and go the opposite direction that that the crowd is going and while people are living in fear you need to be leading the way and basically be you know at the forefront and attack you know and 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 just keep doing what you're doing because that's when people are going to listen and that's when your bankers are going to listen that's when everyone's going to listen and look you know in the in during the last month without getting into very specific details i've done a few multi-million dollar transactions myself now i'm not talking about you know the mortgages the, the you know from april 1st so my brokers okay i i need you guys to understand this okay from april 1st to april 14th which was yesterday and i ran the numbers we've done over 32 million dollars in from april 1st to april 14th while everyone else is sleeping good for you I'm right you. all the other mortgage brokers are sleeping and my brokers are working so i gotta take my hat off to them you know my my realtors are working they're doing their deals they're doing virtual visits they're doing because the goal hasn't changed you know just because there's a virus going around there's always fucking viruses going around you know yes it's a different market yes it's different but you still need to freaking do what you got to do get your head out of the sand and work sorry i get very passionate that's it that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's okay that's okay you got to live with passion you got to express yourself <laughs> yeah well that's 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 truly unbelievable terry that's uh, that's inspirational actually what you just said that's very motivational uh like most people are are like in the defense defensive mode now not in the offense they're just waiting to see when this is gonna finish and then they're gonna wake up again but you're you're not sleeping at all you're pretty active you're pretty active absolutely yeah hiding your cards can tell us about your good deals <laughs> what's that i'm sorry <laughs> you're hiding your cards tell us about your good deals <laughs> we are having success here <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, the, uh, the commercial real estate, uh, I don't know about the other guys, but uh, most of our clients, uh, we, we work a lot of um, retailers, uh, restaurants, and uh, uh, you know, office tenants. Uh, they're, they're on standby right now. They don't want to expand. Obviously, you know what's going on in the, the restaurant business and the, the retail business. And... Uh, and for the uh, and for the investors, they're thinking they're going to win the the lottery in a couple of months, and they're holding off too. They're saying, "Let's see what's going to happen." They don't want they don't want to have buyer's remorse. That's what it is. They don't want to feel like, uh, you know, I could have had this thing for a million dollars less uh, six months from now. You know, uh, so they're just waiting to see. But I don't know if that's the right attitude. I don't know, and I I'm not the kind of guy that really pushes as the back knows. I'm the guy that's more like consulting <laughs> and and if if uh, you know uh, if uh, the client wants to wait you know we'll, uh, we'll we'll we're with the we're on the same boat you know and uh, we'll see how it goes but um, but once we we see the the the, the, the triggers that showing the market is definitely stabilized and uh, not really going down that's when people will take action and that's when we'll encourage them to take action. Just to follow up on what you said that you, you're not a pushing guy. You know that that real estate that you cost me at 4.4, if I have bought it, 
my company will never be in the position that we are today to expand toward Canada. So uh, yes, I can tell you, you're a man of heart. And there was something that you didn't like about that yes. deal. And I thought you would screw me, but you were helping me. That's why we're so friends. <laughs> so you're welcome back. You're welcome. Thank you. No, and, no people are hearing it. And you know, I'm a man of my word. But Terry, I like your attitude about keep scoring. So I have to brag too. It's not done yet, but I was just doing those kind of interviews last week and then I have people joining me after. They were just proposing an interview. So yeah, sure, why not? By the end of the interview, we had a private talk. So we did talk about the constitution, what that person was had in mind. So that person has a business proposal in mind. And I just went through the math with him, especially in this crisis, if we could get along, he was trying, looking to, to, to create a, a retirement fund. But with my president on board, we could easily get that to around and sit down to get, uh, I'm pretty sure you, uh, Terry, you would like to, uh, to come back with me on this, but we could have about mm -hmm. 220 million as a fund within about two years. And this is just the way that nice. the market is and how we react. So what I'm trying to say here, it's, I think that every time you feel a pain somewhere, don't look at the pain, just look somewhere else. And this, this is going to be something that's going to counterbalance that. And uh, it's just crazy. I went online. I didn't know what I was doing. And that came out out of, out of the blue, mainly nowhere. So um, that's why I like to hang out with people like you. It's like, it's always a time to do something. And if I haven't done it yet, you'll be doing it. And then I have to run to just catch up. <laughs> Thank you. I love having you guys as friends. <laughs> there's always, there's always something. There's always, there's always something to do. And you know, I'll tell you something else. If you're, you know, I had heard this, and you have to forgive me because it's probably one of these like Instagram, you know, posts that I saw somewhere, and uh, I don't remember where I heard it, but it said that if you're, you know, if you and your friends, when you're talking about money, it's time for you to get new friends. You know. And uh, the one thing that I could appreciate is, you know, when I get together with you, Bach, is that we talk about money and every, all my other friends, for the most part, we talk about money and we talk about how we can help each other and how we can grow and, uh, you know, how we support each other. So, uh, you know, hat off uh, to you for uh, being my friend that does that. And uh, I appreciate it. Definitely. And anyone that's listening right now, go get friends that talk about money if they don't already. So this brings me to my next question. Um, in this kind of insecure time, even the Prime Minister logo said that they will revise the way that they're going to get workers in the country because right before the crisis, we were looking for labor. Today, we are scared that people are losing jobs and they might not find it back. As president, I have to ask, would you be hiring or would you be firing? Clint, do you want to you want to do it? You want to take it uh, first? Take the hot seat first, or do you want me to uh, take it? Well, uh, are you back? Is the question in society in general, or you're talking about our own personal business? Uh, about about you as president. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think this is going to be <laughs> We're in an industry where we're dealing with uh, independent contractors. Uh, the we're not really, uh, they're not really employees, but um, 
what uh, what I would encourage them is uh, that they obviously we're always hiring new people and um, and uh, you know depending on how the market goes there will be more people joining us uh, in terms of staff we've we've kept the same staff we haven't let anybody go we haven't furloughed anyone we haven't laid off anyone we're keeping the same staff and uh, in a in a you know eventually in the next couple of months things are better we'll even or open to hiring more uh, definitely um, I just read that the the, the the minimum wage is going up in in, in Canada that means the, the economy is, is, is pretty uh, is doing pretty good on that if they're raising the minimum wage or is, how does that work I'm not sure it's going with the economy it's going so, that they have an agenda okay okay I think yeah, you have Terry to might add something. Well, what I was what I was gonna say is I, I wanted to kind of answer because I, I heard two questions in your in your question, and one of them was about kind of you know the, the people coming in, um, you know, and you know whether the way Canada is gonna be slowing down the immigration and 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 whatnot. For me personally. You know, when I look at the immigration that's coming into Canada, I think it's necessarily unnecessary because, unfortunately, average Canadians don't want to do a lot of the jobs that, you know, some of the immigrants coming in are doing. You know, and I'm not talking about professionals here necessarily. I'm talking about all, you know, walks of life, you know, from, you know, the kind of janitor all the way up to like the neurosurgeons, you know, and everything kind of in between. So I think that obviously immigration, I think all that stuff is, is definitely necessary. And, you know, I really think that the government needs to revisit that and look at it properly because just because there's going to be uh, people sitting at home, it doesn't mean that they're going to be going out to do certain jobs because they're going to feel that they're too good for it. And I see it all the time. I have clients that come to me and they say, Hey, Terry, I want to, I don't know, uh, uh, I, I need a job, you know, and I say, well, we have this and they're like, oh, I can't, I can't do that for whatever reason. They don't, they don't want to do uh, that type of work. But uh, Hello? Are you guys there? Yep. We hear you. We hear yeah, you. sorry. My, my headset died. Um, so we're, we're not in the process of of, of uh, firing anyone. We're actually constantly company, whether it's hiring realtors, hiring mortgage brokers, we're always looking to expand. And we also are always looking to expand our staff. And the important thing, just like in any industry, when we're expanding our staff, we're always looking for people that are gonna provide value to our organization. If you're just gonna be there to collect a paycheck without actually contributing anything, to the organization well it doesn't it doesn't make sense to to have you in there but every person that comes in has to have some sort of uh there has to be a return and luckily all our people that are there have always given that return to us so therefore we're not looking at cutting anyone either I'm hopefully so, that answers i'm so glad that i talked with you because I, I i hold back my 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 answer by to the end just right before this interview, I had a talk with Trani, who's managing my staff, and said, How, what are you going to do to just put back the team together and stuff? 
And you know, I'm a CEO, so usually I don't like to manage stuff. If I'm there, I'm there to build. So maybe I, I told her this, if I'm gonna build, I'm gonna build four times bigger because this is taking time out of uh, my schedule. And also it's taking resources. I also um, noticed that if I go to the bank and say that, okay, this is it to be able to, to recoup what we've lost in time and also in opportunity, is what to do. So either index will disappear after this crisis because uh, things were just too, too hard. And by saying too hard, we were just inactive the whole time because of the, the loss. Or we're going to start hiring as crazy, but as crazy. Mm. And the, the, the hope I want to see here, because what I love here is you both have shared my opinion on this. Of course, people will have to be smarter. Of course, people will have to be more efficient. Because after what we've just passed through, it's like you cannot just go back to how we were. But I spoke, it can be. I just spoke with um, a former very high bank officer uh, at the beginning of this crisis. He said that the best thing that the, the true government has did is to subsidize 75% of the salary for the next three months. In his mind, he was saying that if everybody can, them, can keep the employees on the payroll, they will be an economy to come back to. And now that I hear you two as president of your own company and you'll be doing uh, aggressively move to just move forward, I think there's hope for our economy. Because we yeah. have to think, and if we treat things the same, I'm pretty sure that most CEO would just wrap their heads and say, okay, I don't want to lose, I'm going to go down. And that would change the whole thing. That would just chase fear away. I know what you think. Yeah. I want to add something else, guys. Um, the unemployment rate, as you guys know, was very, very low. And finding good staff is pretty challenging as well. So we cannot take that for granted. And rehiring process and training and all that, that's a big burden as to consider. So so the 75% the idea from Trudeau, that's that's pretty good like uh, it helps us you know uh, keep our staff and and they and they don't have to go through unemployment they don't have to uh, uh you know deal with that they just they know they have a job to come back to whenever uh, they open up uh, uh, the offices again so i think it was a very good initiative that the government took on that terry would you like to add something terry definitely agree agree it's the first time I see you speechless. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, the the 75% wage subsidy is great. I don't know when that when it's gonna come in because uh, every time that we look into it, it's getting uh, pushed. And uh, but we'll see. You know, I I don't hold on to uh, anything that our politicians. You know me, back. I mean, you know our. I had, um, I don't know if, uh, anyways, I've, I've put my foot in uh, my mouth a couple of times uh, talking about Justin Trudeau, so uh, I'll hold back on, on what I'm going to hold back. <laughs> I'm going to hold back, which is not usually my case. I'll yeah. hold back. Well, let's make a deal. You, I talk about Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to serious stuff, guys. Because right now we we know that we want to get ahead. We want to expand. 
I have to ask, how do you finance the expansion? Say that again, sorry. How do you say, say finance the expansion in the middle of staying idle right now and with less money coming in? Ah, uh, you know, I've been in the business where every time that I've ever wanted to expand my business, I've had to self-finance everything from A to Z. Um, unfortunately, this is the reality of my industry. Uh, we're not liked by the banking world for one reason or another. Uh, in the last little while, you know, the banks have become very favorable. Uh, but if I had to think about, you know, in, in expanding, do any large expansions, I would uh, start looking for uh, private investors, private equity to go out and, and, uh, and fund uh, the expansions, whether it's paying for, uh, you know, giving share, although I'm not a big fan of, of sharing my company with anyone, but, uh, but no, you know, I, but no, I, I, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's it. She's the only one. And maybe my kids one day. We'll see. Yeah. Lynn, how will you finance yours? Uh, I, uh, I agree with Terry. Uh, private uh, capital would be the way. Uh, we've also thought of, uh, you know, uh, finding partners to, uh, to join our brand, Colwell Banker. And, you know, Colwell Banker is huge in the U.S. and the only office. And, uh, you know, we were, we were definitely considering uh, opening up different locations of Colwell Banker across Quebec. Could be residential or commercial, but uh, we haven't really... Uh, uh, started yet, uh, and this, and the, maybe after the virus ends, we'll consider uh, the expansion. Now I have something to share with you, and I'm pretty sure that you know the information, but you know that the uh, Bank of Development of Canada has vouched to put a dollar for every dollar that the VC will be putting into investment in company with certain condition. So uh, yes, we won't have the choice to share and to dilute our uh, controlling interest in our company. But if it was a time for us to invest with a VC, now is the time that the VC will see that the risk is mainly diluted by half by the government. And this is a thing that is have been unseen and unheard of until lately. This is on top of all the measures that they took to, uh, stimulate, to stimulate the, the economy. So uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's a thing that today, more than ever, is a time to be active, to be creative, but if you want a government on board, it's something else. And now I'm, I'm sending my smell inside here. But if you talk to the government about just profit, people don't get the message across. It's, it's like, yeah, you're rich enough, blah, blah. The VC will love it. But since it, it's a pause and everything, it's, a, you, know, you know, that the business world is crying. You know, the philanthropic world is bleeding. Mm. We don't make money. Nobody will give money. And... I talked with a few people from the Fondation du Cancer. They're saying that they're looking at a loss of about 25% of donation right, right away. That's about, what, 25 million? And they have an organization to run. So it's, it's, it's terrible. And they don't even have the, the ear of the government to say that, you know, right now, like, let's take care of what's on the table yet. So what I'm trying to say here is, I wrote a book last week since the beginning of this crisis, hey, you know me. And uh, I partner up with a community leader. 
And um, he was saying this message is like, yeah, if you are looking to profit, you should look at the other guy too. And you know, those blah, 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 all the time. But I was open to him and I listened to him through. I rewrote my, my, my business plan, incorporating that in, in, inside. Because now I, I know that if I go to the VC, I need to, to appeal also to the government. So I'm, I'm going to say it out loud here, and it hasn't been approved by my board yet. But I'm asking all members of MDEX, all the, the partners of MDEX, I'm going to get them to be millionaire and we'll double down that. But in exchange, they will have to give 5% of their time and 2% of their money back to philanthropy. It went like a storm. <laughs> right now, I'm not even sure I still have a job to go back to, but that's what I'm proposing. <laughs> and because of that, I'm also uh, asking, I cannot tell the, the numbers here, but I multiply by six by asking. And we're talking about hundreds of millions. So it's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's all in or not, I think. I'm sharing with you, usually you'll be hearing of me after, after the facts. But right now we don't have time. It's you do it now or you don't do it. But I went through philanthropy and I find leverage in it. And you know the, the, the cool for a fact is if MDEX it's fully financed and it's working, every fiscal year we'll be giving back eight years of labor for free. Each fiscal year we're giving back about five millions based on our approximate again to philanthropy. It's like, yeah, this is another way to build. Sure. And I'm sharing here. And please wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck, man. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. So, 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 so the idea here, I think that right now the rules, we, we just arrive at the limit of the rules and of the, the, the non-world. So it's time to be creative. It's time to be crazy. And nothing will be too crazy. Nothing will be just, uh, just abs obsolete until we try it. But I think that to stay the same, to not change, this will be the danger. This will be what's going to get you to be obsolete because the market has shifted. Things have changed, and we don't even know how, how, how fast and how far the change has gone yet. Yeah, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to the current conditions, for sure. But I'm sharing here. I don't, I don't have any answer, but you know me. What I'm saying, I'm doing. After this, I have to face my board. <laughs> You're truly a, one of the most uh, thinking out-of-the-box guys that I know, Vac. You really think out of the box. <laughs> and for those wondering, the book is out on Apple. It was out yesterday. Yes, I, we took a, a, a week and a half to, to write it. And we were looking to maybe hold on to it now. People need information today. It's online. It's right now, it's at 12 I think it's $12 US. Uh, Canada, sorry. But... Just because we are in a time of sharing, the digital download on Apple will be for free for the time of this crisis. So enjoy. <laughs> Write me back. <laughs> Tell me if it works or not <laughs> in your case. But this is what I'm doing. <laughs> it's good. Nice. Good job. It's funny that I'm speaking. I have to ask a question at the same time. You have a question for me <laughs> or for Clint? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> What was your uh, inspiration for writing this one? I know you've written a lot of books, but what uh, what gave you the right uh, direction for this one? Fear. I was scared. Well, well after two weeks of pause, people, uh, we kind of realized that 
we have to go through another month and a half. And you saw what I have downtown. It's like the expense is through the roof. Uh, not cheap, but uh, this was, uh, I was heading for, to the wall. I to the wall, we tried to be uh, creative. And it's hard to be creative when both your feet and your hands are attached. What, what can you do? <laughs> so I said, I have nothing else to lose. Let's go and let's rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm surprised that you, uh, you haven't written more books because, you know, you, you wrote so many of them during uh, when there was nothing going on. When, you, when there was, you know, you had to go to work every day and, and do your thing. And now where you're at home, I would have thought that you would have written at least another 50 books. But I'm way more busy now staying at home than I was at work. At work, I have people serving me. So yeah, okay, everything was there. All I have to do is to do my job. Today, I have to do everything. I have a video to do. I have to shoot it. I have to edit it. Then I have to distribute it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't even know how that works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, this has been amazing. Let's. Uh, I think if you guys don't have anything more to do, to go, I like to go with the crowd and to go with the questions. Because the sure. question I had was always coming back to how can we win out of this one or we lay out. I think we covered pretty much the uh, what I had in mind. Unless you have other questions or other things you wanted to add. I'm I'm good. Clint. Yeah, I'm good too. Uh, we're, we're, right. I have some questions. So I'm going to reopen all the mics. I'm going to ask you not to speak all of this at once, but all the mics will be open as soon as I can find the button. Mute all. Okay. So please feel free to jump in and to ask your questions. I do have a question. Maya. Hey, Maya. Hi, Maya. So, I had to jump off the call for a bit because my work called me. I'm not sure if this was covered. But um, as entrepreneurs, we sometimes have ideas to innovate in times like these, right? What would you answer to people saying, choosing to see it as trying to take advantage of the situation instead of like just trying to turn a negative situation let's say into a positive one for us which who are entrepreneurs and are trying to you know change the way the way the only people Maya as far as I'm concerned that would say that you're trying to take advantage of the situation are poor people. This is the this is the reality. And when you have the ability to actually innovate and to create a change in change occurs in a time of crisis. When something like this is going on in the world, this is when um, you know the, the 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 change agents of the world uh, appear. So if you have something that can help the world, that can change the world, now is the time to act because now is when you actually have that fire under you. You know. It's not when you're actually going to go back to work and things go back to normal and life goes on, you know, status quo. Uh, otherwise, if you don't do it, you know, there's uh, uh, now the word is escaping me. 
but you know, somewhere else in the world, there's someone that's thinking of the same idea as you. Uh, and if you don't take action, somebody else will. So, and they're going to be known for changing the world rather than, than you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Terry. Uh, Maya, you have to take advantage of the current situation, make the most of it. And whatever you've been uh, letting off, like you didn't have time during uh, the regular t uh, time when we know we all get busy with our businesses. Now's the time to take advantage and see what were the weaknesses that uh, your business uh, was suffering and you could make those into strengths and, uh, and take advantage of the opportunities and, uh, you know, be ready when, uh, when things uh, start again. So I would take this time to really analyze and, and, and see where the, where the weaknesses are and make those into strengths. I'm going to push your fur on this. And I had a chance to have a week to, and write a book about it. But uh, I love the, the phrase of Gordon Grieco saying that greed, in lack of a better word, greed is good. And I, I know that you all heard that one. This, the, the opposite of greed is fear. So mainly at this stage, it's either you use greed or fear. There's nothing else on the table. And fear will just slowly close everybody down and we'll, we'll see the emergence of the tolerance and everything else that's coming with it. And it's no coming back from that point. So what I'm trying to say here is as an entrepreneur, we are ambitious. And greed ambition is pretty much the same word. It's all depending on how you like to sugarcoat it. We are the yeah. market of change. If there's a solution out of this, more than to ask the government for more money, we are it. It's a time, I think that is a time where all minds have to come together. And those crazy thinkers, they have they might have a solution because everything that we know will not work anymore or will not work as good as, as well anymore. So um, it's not just the fact that, yeah, there's opportunity yet. Yeah, there's all of that. But now more than ever, we need the creative thinkers. We need those who will be daring to push further and to test something new. And again, for the first time in history, the banks are willing to look at you and say, okay, give me something because I have to invest. I don't know where. And just show me something I can believe it on. So <clears throat> it's, uh, if you, you want me, uh, my, my answer, Masha, Maya, it's go all in. Go all in. It would never be more sexy to help people. And in my book, if you're getting richer, heading people, the more people you help, the richer you get. That's just math. And this is how we're going to make something that's going to be sustainable, that's going to last for a long time. And that's also how you're going to lead us through this crisis. And saying us, because we're trying to do the same thing. Who's going to be right? We don't know. But we need runners. We need drivers, people that's going to just go through the, uh, the fence and don't ask for permission. But those people giving you permission, they have no clue what to do. That I can tell you. Sorry, I'm very passionate here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good luck, Maya. Anybody uh, have another question? So while you're thinking on another question, Maya, I'm going to and for those people who this interest of how we can leverage uh, our greed and also what we know to do best out of this without just thinking and making, uh, making people think that we're just opportunities. It's uh, by next Wednesday, I'll be hosting from one to two, um, 
another seminar talking about exactly what we wrote in the book with my co-author, Dr. Eric Lacoste, is an MBA too. And uh, this is real stuff. What I'm sharing with you guys, it's either uh, that what's gonna make me the Uber in dental, or the, what will make that, oh yeah, I was an entrepreneur who got washed by this crisis. Um, I think it is working and since we're here and uh, we're sharing, I'll make sure, because you know, I have some contacts with the UN, I'll make sure that one of the, uh, the General Secretary of UN, the one in Africa, she has uh, some, some, some channel that I opened with her lately. Uh, I'll make sure that she has a copy of the book on her desk. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know where, where that's going to lead, but uh, for those of you who are saying that, is this the time to be crazy? Yes, it is. I think of it. If the UN Secretary, the General UN Secretary of Africa, is reading a book from a dentist, everybody can do everything. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm running out of stuff to say, so somebody save me. Ask a question. Julio, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Julio, would you like to take the mic? Save me, brother. <laughs> Hello. Yes, who you? You have the mic. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for your for 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 this to add me to this conversation. Um, I was thinking about uh, all what you said and what do you think about how it's going to be after this COVID nineteen crisis we have in? Uh, how how do you think? How is your business going to do? after the COVID-19, after we have uh, the, uh, all, all uh, the rules set up, and how do you, you plan to, uh, um, to make your businesses uh, grow? I'm, I'm, I'm talking from Peru, and, and it's a, bit, a little bit far, but uh, I think we have to have some appreciations about how to uh, how to make our businesses grow and after this after this crisis i i hope it will finish soon also yes i'm uh, i'm very optimistic that um, you know the market is you know on on the real estate side at least you know i could tell you that people that woke up on january 1st 2020 and said that they wanted to buy a house uh you know they're gonna still have that goal in mind you know kind of moving forward although we'll probably end up seeing you know like we saw a slowdown in the spring market uh in some cases i think that moving along it's just a blip in the road like i mentioned earlier um as long as you stay true to your course and you kind of push through and you adapt quickly to change and that's the key and that i think is one of the fundamental differences between someone that's successful and someone that is not if you are able to adapt quickly make changes quickly and take action in spite of fear then at that point you will have a successful business after this crisis if you're going to be paralyzed by it and you're going to be thinking back into the past and you're going to be like, oh my God, this happened a month ago and you're going to be 
you know, reliving and reliving and reliving in your mind all the crap and all the stuff that you heard on the media and everything else, yeah. then you're not going to be successful. You're just going to unfortunately uh, become a victim of, you know, this media frenzy that, uh, you know, has happened with COVID-19. So I think just stay the course, keep doing the and uh, your business will emerge successfully out of it. Uh, Clint, I don't know if you want to add something to that. Well, I, I completely agree with Terry. Uh, staying the course, that's the way to go. Learn the most you can from this and see, analyze your business. Take the time. Take benefit of this pause also personally uh, with your you know, family and uh, uh, take advantage of the time we have with them because when we go back to work, the craziness is going to start. We're going to... Um, and it's hard to believe, but we will miss these days one day. Uh, so uh, I don't know what uh, business you're, you're in, Julio, but uh, uh, whatever business it is, uh, you know, it's, it's very basic. Uh, you just have to uh, uh, see what you're doing, what you've done so far, and uh, what, uh, what people are expecting from you and taking it to the next level and not look at this as a negative, but turn into a positive. Yes, uh, we, I, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a dentist, as, as, as Dr. Beck. And what I do is uh, I'm also, I, I've been involved in some projects for, uh, new, for innovations in dentistry. I have to stop with that. And I started a new one to fight with coronavirus and COVID-19 and doing some telehealth. And right now I'm working in that at home and we are making some steps and trying to do it as soon as we can to help the more people that we can. And I hope to, to share it very soon. I, I hope we, we will have some results in about two or three months. And but all the the dentistry it's it's a very uh, it's gonna be very uh, very hard because you, you know we used to work with water and we used to work with the patients very close and it's gonna make us to reinvent the way we are working in our offices also so it's time to think a lot it's time to preparation and I thank you very much for, for you for your for your words and I, I, I appreciate that. Our pleasure so, so we, we we spoke before but just so so you know you asked if there's gonna be some good coming out of this. I think that yeah. for the first time of our industry people are coming together to help each other and usually people that don't go take the uh, the spotlight they are not starting to, to get out there because they know that they it's the time that we have to, to come together. So as an entrepreneur, yeah, we're crazy. We go out there and we have to do what we have to do. In the dental field, there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of uh, jurisdiction that we have to, to face. And uh, at this stage, I think that one thing that I've, I've learned after two, three weeks, you know, that, that we'll be launching an international summit with very high titans in the industry coming in to join us. And it, it's mainly today, it's about ideas. It's not about power. It's not about who's right. It's about we need a solution right away. So I think the good thing come out, coming out of this, it's maybe from now on, our industry will start to hold itself as one group 
one team, and uh, we won't stop. We won't stop. I said that many times, but it's time to stop competing, which we always do again among each other, and it starts to start collaborating because yes. whoever is be fighting will be left behind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I totally agree. We have to work together. And on that, Julio, I hope that you're going to be there this Friday with us because last time we spoke, I had a lot of questions. And this Friday, we're starting to have answers on the board. I, I reach out, people which are reaching back to me, and uh, we, we were starting to, to, to give the answers. Actually, we have three answers to give within the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And this is just phase one. But as soon as people start to come together and they just open mind of fact that let's find a solution instead of trying to see who's, who, who's right, Things are going to change faster than we think. Yeah, sure. I'll be very on the And Julio, good luck with that um, project. Uh, hopefully, re results become positive, and uh, and the world gets to see it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Julio. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, honestly, I, I appreciate so much the time that you guys are taking to just join me on this Zoom. And I hope that the people with us, they, they, they kind of feel that this is exactly what we do when we get together, except there's no beer, <laughs> there's no wine. This is the talk that Terry mentioned to say, yeah, we get together, we talk about money. It's not about money. It's, it's about scoring something <laughs> or helping somebody. <laughs> Yeah, it's about uh, putting the, the the seeds and then seeing those plants grow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anybody else has another question? Well, I'll, I'll ask a question for the dentists uh, in the room. Um, now, everyone is uh, preoccupied of getting a haircut because they're going to be so close to their hairdresser. How are people going to be comfortable going to see their dentist? without fearing that they're gonna catch uh, this disease from other patients through a dentist, you know what I mean? Dr. Julio! <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned before, I think that right now there are no uh, universal answer. And until lately, you know that we face the, 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 B, B, the HIV, we face hepatitis, everything was safe because there was a protocol. This is, is too new. And uh, what I'm fearful is, uh, I can work tomorrow, I have no fear of that. But the thing is, what I don't like is right now, since the crisis has hurt us so much and has hurt everybody, what's gonna happen is people will just go to the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. so they, 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 that's, I think there's a reasonable thing to do between protecting yourself and also handicapping yourself. So if we have masks everywhere, we have gloves, you won't go to work anymore. And just, 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 you have to remember that by the end of the day, we are surgeons. We need to access the mouth, we need to see, we need to touch. Yeah. So this is a message to maybe all the, the member of the medical field is, thank you for what you're doing. And we still need you to keep your hopes up and also your dignity up. So not, not just falling into fear, and start to say, okay, I'm going to see everybody from a distance because I have to protect myself. This is not who we are. Doctors, we're there to help people. And some, some things you cannot see until you smell, 
you cannot see between before you see with your own eye and you cannot know what the thing you, you touch it's it, it's not possible it's, it's like i don't know those kind of movies that yeah let's have sex and virtual sex and just change that energy i don't know about you but that sucks <laughs> it, it, it's it's not a good it's not a good image but as a doctor if you want to know what's happening you, you need to touch the pole so you need to, to feel and there, there are a lot of stuff that cannot be taught just through a screen or through a, a, a glass so to answer your question clean i have no real answer i'm not empowered to tell you what's going to be the what but my message here is to not fall to fear and then go to intolerance and the intolerance can be to, toward people to, to and that also can be toward a virus What's going to kill us here? It's not the virus. It's going to be your, our own fear. And this is what I, I'm trying to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've never thought about catching anything from a dentist. I mean, you know, I've always believed that a dentist's uh, instruments and the dental office is, is very sterile. Uh, at least it smells sterile to me. So it's not... Uh, you know, it's not something that I've, I've ever, I've ever been afraid of. So I don't, you know, and like, I, I think we, before anyone jumped on this call, the first thing that I said to you, Buck, is I need to come and see you because I broke my tooth. Right. And it's to me, the, 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 the thought of not fixing my tooth. Okay. And living with the pain from it is worse than, I don't know, catching something, you know, like catching a, uh, a, a, a flu or something so i, I don't know I, i've never you know and by the way Bob, just to let you know it's the tooth that uh i i was using the straw in last year <laughs> that you told me not to just putting it out there and you, so you know if you come to see me i'm gonna hug you <laughs> <laughs> this is not on camera <laughs> terrible just terrible so, um, uh, if there's no more question, is there any more question from uh, the people with us? All right, it, it seems that we kill it. We, we kill it completely. <laughs> we talk too much. Um, I'm going to start with Clint. Clint, you're a real estate you're also Oh yeah, Maya, you're saving me again. <laughs> it was a, a very quick question that I put on the chat. You were talking about your book when I came back from the call I had from work and you said you put your book on the Apple store. What were you saying? Yeah, it, it, it's on Apple store, but at this okay. day, by today you will have to buy it. Give me 24 hours. It's going to be free. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not a very good salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait 24 hours. This <laughs> yeah, and hopefully you'll be joining us next uh, Wednesday because Dr. Eric Lacoste, my co-author will be there with us trying to talk right. about uh, this initiative because we try to bring this not just to the dental world but to the business world yeah, at abroad because mainly it's a it's a way to leverage a greed for solution out of this and every time that an entrepreneur is working well you know that all his employees is doing well and do all those employees are also the customer of another enterprise so we just keep the wheel going and um, it would be silly for us to try to resume to what we were because we lost a lot. So let's double down and try to be bigger than we were. Just like Clint said, eventually we're going to miss this. <laughs> Definitely. Eventually. 
eventually it's coming but thank you so much i appreciate it. i'm flattered <laughs> um, so we were at clint clint you're yes. a real estate broker you are also uh in between two uh two countries yes and people join us here to have secrets to become millionaires how can you help them to become millionaires and how they can reach you well uh that's a that's a that's a question that needs a whole book to to write on <laughs> it's hard to sum up in a in a in a quick answer but uh out of all the stuff that we said today uh, there's a lot of things that millionaires do follow and millionaires um, uh, live by uh, for example what uh, terry said stay the course keep you know keep on track and uh, always, uh, you know, don't uh, don't deviate. If you have to deviate because of the situation, uh, make the most of it and learn from it, and take all the negatives and turn them into positives, and take advantage of this uh, pause that we're having in our lives to uh, to to grow and to analyze yourself, your company, your employees, your fellow colleagues. Uh, your industry, the market, and uh, make yourself better, and uh, have the uh, you know have the right weapons to, to go out there. And uh, uh, if you can do it now without stopping, it's even better. But just be ready when when things get back back uh, back to normal again, and uh, and and not see this this uh, this moment that we're that we're living as a as a waste of time, but but you know, make the most of it, and uh, for your business, for your family, uh, for yourself, uh, it's very important. And um, um, what else can I say? Uh, you know, uh, I'm 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 between two countries. Like, uh, like I said, I go back and forth. Uh, I see the I see how Americans do things versus Canadians, and Canadians versus Americans. It's you know, at the end of the day. We're pretty much all the same you know we're all human beings we're all trying to to survive we're all trying to put food on the table for our families we're all trying to best do the best we can well earning an honest living uh obviously like sometimes the the two countries don't see eye to eye there's difference in the ways they do it but at the end of the day we all have the same objective you know to go grow out of this and uh bring our lives and our families back back to normal and uh and uh, concentrate on our businesses and uh, uh, thrive and prosper like like we always do. How can they get re they reach you, Clint, if they want to do business with you? How can they reach me? <laughs> There's they so many. They want the president, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always reachable. I'm always reachable. I've always said, you know, uh, I, I I could be a millionaire, multi-millionaire, billionaire. I'm always the same Clint. I'm the same guy uh, that uh, you know started out very humbly, and uh, you know doesn't change me the way I am. So the best way to reach me is uh, through social media, or uh, I could uh, provide my uh, my personal phone. Uh, just send me a message on, on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, and uh, and I'll make myself available. I'm writing your name so they have your contacts. You cannot run from this. 
your your cell phone is not mine to give, but they have your actually, name. Actually, it's S A R A. Yeah. Sorry, I was. Uh, it's S A R A Y L I N. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's it. No problem. Terry, I know you're you're dying to answer this question. You are a real estate mortgage broker. You have closed for more than three hundred million last year in uh, in gross. Uh, you're there to defend the little guy because even if you're a loan officer, you launched at the beginning of this crisis a petition to help the <laughs> the borrower. And um, this is what I love about you. you, you you, you, you know, you're never backing down for a fight, even if that fight it's, uh, will not help you. Um, how can you help people? How can you get them to become millionaires? And where can they reach you? So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. I mean, all you got to do is just Google Terry Kalakos, and there's probably about a million different feeds and stuff that you can find me in, whether it's my social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, you know, Terry Kalakos, you'll find. Um, otherwise, you can call me uh, at the office. Uh, I'll, I'll give you guys my number. It's 514-680-4674. And uh, besides that, uh, we also have a YouTube channel. I do a, a weekly radio show uh, here in, uh, in Montreal. And uh, you guys can actually uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, in the next week, uh, we are going to be launching on our YouTube channel uh, a program that I actually started on Instagram last year. And if you, you guys haven't done it, I know that you and I, Bach, have talked about my program. It was uh, 365 Days of Mastery. And it was basically daily videos that I was doing over a period of time, 365 days, to get people to reach uh, not only money mastery but life mastery so um i've condensed the whole thing it's going to be a, a 30 day program which is 30 days uh, to unlock your financial genius it's going to be free it's on our youtube channel uh the youtube channel uh, you can find it it's news on the go.ca yes i will be changing the title of the youtube channel but for now it's there and once you subscribe we'll be able to uh uh, to get you on that program. It will be uh, launched within uh, a week or so, and uh, we'll be good to go on that. So it'll be fun. Thank you, Terry. It's very generous of you. But while everybody is still down and uh, listening, uh, let me go public on something that we discussed in the back. But you know that the, uh, the provincial pro uh, government, the uh, Prime Minister Lugo, announced that he been investing 100 million for the Quebecois at this time of crisis to just stay active and to learn because that's the only thing we can do from afar. So people who are gonna attend the courses will get paid. Uh, mainly you have to be an employee and the government will, will reimburse that, um, that expense. Also the fees of, um, the tuition fees will also be, be reimbursed by the government. We are still looking into this to see how this can work. And this is a way to share and to keep everybody busy while keeping everybody with some money, either the, the people in front of the camera or the people in the, uh, the classroom. So uh, I encourage all of you to stay in contact with us. For as long as we don't know how this works, most of our function will be free because the idea is to share. 
But as soon as you can get paid and we can get paid also through this working in the way that the government wants us to be, um, this I think is going to be the best of both worlds. And I know that Clint will have to discuss, but Terry, you promised that you'll be joining in anyway. And next time you'll be on yourself because you like to talk more than I do. <laughs> so this is just, I, I'm telling people what's ahead. And since everything is changing day after day, as soon as the condition will be clearer, we're going to get some clearer condition. But just between you and I, for as long as this is not clear, everything that we do will be free. Because we, our, our, our mean is to, to share with you. But if there's a way for you to get paid out of this, let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. So I'm going to conclude with this. Um, from my side, um, I'm a lazy guy. And you know that since even if I'm a good cosmic surgeon, I'm, I'm trying to cut down on my house. And uh, I enjoy the fact that I'm of the office. I don't enjoy the stress coming with it, though. And what I realized is I'm bored at home. I'm bored confined. I cannot stay in. And if I wasn't doing this, I'll be having health issues and mental health issues because I would be depressing. So this is uh, for now almost, for months and almost years now, my team was pushing me to go out there to share with the public, blah, blah. And say, okay, I can write books, but you know, I, I'm lazy. I don't want to work more. But I'm having fun doing this. So for those of you who like to, to join me, either pay or free or I don't care. I'm going to keep be doing this for as long as they keep me home. I'm going to have fun. Uh, let's try to enjoy as much as we can. I know that people who joined us yes, last week, there was a lot of demand about how to write a book. Uh, I know that this will be coming and Jonas, the uh, one of my will be leading that with me. But uh, for those of you who like to have more of this, uh, I know I, I'm on prep. I'm always the way I am. And I'm, I, I speak Bali in French and English, so I'm sorry about it. But this is what it is. But if you want to share, you want to come, um, I think this is a great opportunity for every one of us to, to come together to share. And since we can get paid by the government, why not? Why not? And if you, you, you just want to have uh, other things from the people I bring on, because this is a seminar, but we, are, we did a lot of interviews, write to me, I reach out. And usually at this time, we, usually people don't ever say no when I reach out. And if they do, I make sure that they regret it. <laughs> <laughs> so my influence and my power is all yours now. Uh, enjoy. I'm, all I'm saying is enjoy. Thank you for being with us. Clint, Terry, would you like to add something to close? Uh, I, I thank everyone uh, for being on here. Bach, thank you for putting this together. Guys, be safe. Uh, do not fall prey to what the media is saying. Think for yourselves, please, and just be safe out there. Clint? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you very much, Bach, for arranging this. Uh, we appreciate this time with you. Say our, my best regards to your lovely wife, Trani. I don't know if she could hear me. Uh, all the best to her and quick recovery from her surgery. Um, so everyone that's listening, uh, like I said before, take advantage of the situation. Do the best you can. Don't let uh, you know. Don't let it get you down. We all live this, and we're going to look back on this and say, you know, 2020 was 
was the, the best. Know, some year. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. And the 2020, remember 2020 vision, 2020 vision, right? What did the optometrist say? 2020 vision? It's perfect yeah. vision. So, <laughs> hashtag 2020 perfect vision. I love perfect it. vision. 2020 yeah. perfect 2020 vision. 2020 vision. 2020 vision. That should be your book. That should be the title of your book. Yeah, I'll write it. I'll write it with your help. We can write it together. 2020 vision. 2020. Hey, don't tempt me. I just finished one day yesterday. I have time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, another another thing, 20 plus 20, count in French, count 10. We're all in count 10. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again uh, thank you very much and uh, hope to see you guys soon and um, and, uh, and uh, well anyone that wants to reach out will be my pleasure uh, you could get my coordinates from back or reach out to me through social media and uh, we'll connect take care actually to all the people before you, you, you leave I will tell you that no Terry and I will partner up that's sorry it's been years that we talk about it and I, I will try to, if I write a book with Clint, I will try to have to squeeze all the juice out of his head. And then we'll come back and, uh, and teach you everything that I've learned from him. Because this guy can make you into a millionaire. The thing is, he's just too gentle to say it. <laughs> and so, you know, the people on board this, uh, of, of this panel, Clint can find you the deals. You just still need to have the motivation to walk through. And Terry will find you the money. What else do you want? <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> and I don't want to fix your teeth, so brush your teeth. <laughs> hey, thank you, everyone. Brush and floss. I would take this, but I think that we have multiplied enough of your time, and we're killing the, the bandwidth at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. This will be, uh, I don't think that the, the video is good enough to, to be posted, but I'll be posting this on uh, the, the podcast. And um, I, I'm going to just try to figure out how this is done. But the audio will be available eventually. And uh, come back by next week. Uh, we have something at, uh, on Wednesday to talk about aftermath, which mainly how to leverage on uh, philanthropy and this crisis. This Friday, we have something for dentists about uh, the. International Summit about Teledentistry and just to, to go through the red tapes. Um, next Friday, there's something else for dentists. And uh, we're adding event uh, as we speak. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Terry will be coming with something. And Clinda, you have your book cover already. <laughs> you like the title, huh? That's a good title. <laughs> 2020, perfect vision. Perfect vision. That's it. That's it. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye, guys. Over.